Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Del Tuesday, and we have another great story brought to us by a gentleman that uh, had come out of the military, went to work like everybody else, got himself a good corporate job, and was very successful. Then decided along the way, like many of us do, that there's more to life than just that. So here with us today out of Phoenix, Arizona, is Mark Petz. Mark is currently somewhere around 37, 3,800 units, so he's got quite the head start on the rest of us, and uh, we want to talk about that. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dell, and uh, it's great to be on the show and uh, share my story. I appreciate that. So what was it attracted you to lifestyles? You've already had success uh, in real estate. You figured it out well enough, just like I did, to make some money with it. What made you look into us? Um, I, I knew real estate was good uh, as far as getting into uh, to grow your wealth and also for the tax saving. Um, but I also had to support my family. You know, I'm married with uh, two beautiful daughters. Um, I needed to find a way to do both. And it's hard once your salary is pretty high and you need to kind of move into something entrepreneurial. So with lifestyles, the beauty was I could kind of do both at the same time to get that job or that, uh, you know, new uh, growth going with real estate. And after the two day, uh, when I joined lifestyles, that was the real eye opener. When you went to the two day, I always like to ask people, did you have any aha moments that thing like the light bulb said, boy, that's what I've been looking for. That's it. Having owned single family going in there the first day, learning about uh, how to run single family correctly. It totally changed my mindset. I was into more of the, the capital gains and appreciation viewpoint versus the cash flow. So that was a very big point. And then going into the second day with multifamily and learning how you have that forced appreciation with the net operating income and how it's run more like a business, you know, that right there appealed to me much more than just doing single family. So that that's two of the biggest points that came out of that two day and just changed my whole way of thinking. Did your wife attend with you or not? Uh, she didn't attend that first one. I actually was in uh, Dallas at the time when I joined and was moving for my corporate job. She was back in Phoenix, but she since uh, sat in on a couple of the two day classes. So when you came out, what was your basic plan? How did you see yourself starting in entering into this? So, once I did the uh, two day, I immediately signed up for the uh, the pig membership, our you know the preferred membership, so I could do the multifamily. And I ended up moving as much equity as I could into uh, passive investments uh, with multifamily. I had a chance to go to all the local meetings in Dallas, meet the leads, shake their hands, and uh, get to know them before I handed them you know a large check of my uh, savings. And just the whole experience was incredible. It was a little nerve wracking the first couple of times, but after you talk to more investors in the room, you got comfortable with them, started networking with them. And uh, the whole process uh, became, you know, it was very fun actually after a couple of months. And uh, 
you know, I realized that the uh, the system works. And so that's how I kind of got into that passive investment mindset. Were you surprised when you first came in as to how open everybody was? Yeah, it was uh, the first couple meetings I went to. There's probably, you know, 50, 60, 70 people in the room. And uh, you start working, introducing yourself. And people were very pleasant, friendly. And you'd ask them a question and they give you a, a very straightforward, honest answer. And you realize quickly that you can talk very openly about the numbers, uh, whether it's how much they're investing or, you know, specific numbers uh, around, you know, returns. Uh, you know, everyone was very open. And uh, that was one of the, the most appealing, eye-opening, eye you know, situations I've ever seen. So what was your plan right when you came out of the two-day? Can you give some little insight as to how you saw it working out for you? Yeah, it was it was kind of funny. I know after the uh, first day with the single family, I called my wife that night and said, we're going to buy 20, 30 single family homes. And then I did the second day and said, wow, you know, this multifamily, uh, I like this better. It's a little cleaner. It's, uh, you know, more units. So it's all consolidated. So really the plan was, uh, since I still had a, a corporate job, was to be a passive investor and that was really what I, the path I went to the first two, three years and realized how much I enjoyed it and that I could turn this into a business. And at that point, probably two and a half years into it, thought, wow, I'd really like to be a lead or, you know, general partner and syndicate my own uh, apartment complex. Now, 2015 to now, which is eight years, you must have had quite quite nice uh, profits coming out of some of the first deals you got into, I would think. Yeah, the majority of the deals were in the uh, the DFW area because those were the, the leads that I was able to meet. And they all had triple-digit returns. Um, they were cash flowing pretty well after the first, second quarter. And then, you know, cash out refis and, and sales uh, within that probably three, four-year window. How far in were you before you decided you had that little conversation with yourself where you go, wow, I think I can do this. In fact, I know I can do this. And then there's no lead compensation. I get the lead compensation. It makes makes quite a bit of difference when you move it over to your side of the ledger. Tell us how that came about and what you were thinking. I would attend um, what the community has with Lifestyles uh, living in Dallas with all the members you're able to talk with both passives and leads and engage with them. Uh, there's a lot of uh, road trips and it's a great opportunity to be able to talk to these leads, uh, ask questions. So after a couple of years, I, I realized, wow, I could really do this. Uh, at first it seemed like it was uh, quite a lot to overcome, but I got comfortable with it, learned more and more, the more I invested and uh, was able to make that transition. I talked to, uh, my mentor at the time, J.B. Durham, and uh, talked through the process and decided that uh, this was the direction I was going to go and started working on the education towards that path. And then at the same time, uh, was planning on moving back to uh, Phoenix back in uh, 2017. And that's what really, uh, once I got settled back in Phoenix, I had the knowledge, I had the experience, I had the, the community behind me and the education, I was able to you know, move forward and start looking for that that first property, which I ended up closing in uh, 2018. In my mind, I envisioned that there's a pretty tight group of people out in Phoenix. 
Oh, absolutely. It's uh, It's been growing leaps and bounds. Uh, every meeting when we have either a case study or road trip, it's amazing how many more people have, have joined Lifestyles. And uh, it's great to have the opportunity to talk with them and kind of hear their story and give them, you know, share my advice or, you know, my experience as well. Um, and, and that feeling is fantastic. Let's talk about this 48 unit that you uh, purchased as your first deal. Uh, tell me what it was about that one when you saw it that you thought that's the one you wanted to start with. Yeah, so it was interesting. I was uh, ready to start looking, engaging with uh, uh, local brokers and looking for properties. And then one of the uh, LU brokers of uh, Dallas had found a property, reached out to me, and uh, we talked through the uh, opportunity. It's, uh, it was called Wilshire Place. And again, 48 units. And we underwrote it, built our pro forma on it, ended up going through the process, making the offer. Um, very nerve wracking your first time, but the good news was uh, having a mentor, having a broker and the support behind you, um, it, it made the process much easier and ended up closing on that in 2018 for uh, $3.7 million. Now, what was it about this particular deal that you liked? So the deal itself, it was in an up-and-coming neighborhood. Um, it was in the the price range target I was looking for for my first deal. It had uh, good cash flow. You know, we were estimating about eight percent at the time, and then within five years, uh, just about uh, doubling. You know, all the passive investors' money, so I could kind of see what what rents to expect, and then ended up, you know, doing some additional renovations to uh, grow the overall income at the property. Okay, so you had a vision of what you could do with it. How did you uh, buy it? Capital? You raised capital? You syndicated it? Within Lifestyles, uh, we network with uh, passive investors, and I went ahead and uh, did the offering uh, with the uh, SEC attorneys and then uh, passed that to you know all of the contacts on my investor list and uh, was able on that property, had about uh, 50 investors, and we all pooled our money and were able to uh, come down with the uh, get the equity raised fairly quickly and uh, close on the deal. How long did it take you to raise the equity for that? Yeah, my first uh, deal was uh, about two weeks, and uh, it's you know putting together the investor summary, uh, talking to investors, and presenting you know what the opportunity was for them. Um, it was exciting yet nerve wracking, but uh, I was able to you know, raise the funds to uh, close on the property. <laughs> it's amazing that first time thinking, where am I going to go get three and a half million bucks? Huh? And then you go find it. It's a, it's a good feeling. Um, when you decided what you were going to do with this property, did you consider it to be a value play or a yield play? So it was actually uh, right in the middle. It was getting decent cash flow. Uh, there was a lot of renovations done on it. And, you know, I continued doing additional ones. I had to put a new roof in. And then I um, added some uh, washers and dryers and some of the units. And then um, also did some upgrades, just basic stuff, uh, cabinet uh, hardware. Um, you know, had to redo the parking lot, uh, put up a new sign. It was a, a sad looking sign. So that you know, it was right off the uh, I-17 artery, so there was a lot of uh, traffic passing by. So having that 
sign helped a lot. And then just adding some uh, additional landscaping as well, just to create that curb appeal. Um, as we come to the end of this segment here, I got to be careful that we don't overshoot it. But quick question, how much did you raise the rents across the board on this thing? Yeah, so on that first property, we raised them around $200 uh, overall. And, uh, you know, it was uh, pretty straightforward. We were able to, you know, just with the uh, enhancements that we made, uh, we were able to to bring that up and uh, execute on our uh, pro forma plan. So that means that we had quite the gain as far as value. Did you keep the property or did you sell it, refinance it? What did you do with it? Yeah, so the uh, initial plan was to hold it for approximately uh, five years, uh, but we ended up selling it because uh, we had pretty good equity gain in uh, July of 21, uh, had an overall 135% return, so in about two and a half years. Excellent. suppose that made your partners pretty happy. Yes, it builds uh, loyalty pretty quickly, and uh, it's fun to kind of celebrate that uh, once you close on the property and uh, send all your investors uh, money back. Uh, they seem to be pretty happy. You get a lot of, of good emails back, that's for sure. And yeah, you always get, you get two types of responses. One, thank you very much for the money. That was exciting and great. Or two, what are we going to do with all this money? I need to find some place to put it. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Mark Petz and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Dell Wamsley on the economy and politics. What happens if the economy turns around and goes back down now the Democrats are in power or inflation becomes rampant and all of a sudden it becomes very difficult to do business? I was listening to an economist the other day and he pulled out this chart of GDP. He said, look, here's what I want you to do. He said, tell me anywhere from 1950 to 2021 where the Democrats took power and where the Republicans took power. He said, point it out for me. And the truth of the matter is you can't tell. If you're sitting on the sidelines waiting to see what the politicians are going to do or waiting to see what the economy is going to do, if you're trying to predict the future, stop. Politicians and the economy have no bearing on your success or failure. Only you do. Register for the next live online free workshop. We'll unfold the map to retirement in five years or less, regardless of what's going on in the world. It's the same proven strategies we've been using for 30 years through every political party and economic cycle you can think of. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Mark Petz out of Phoenix, Arizona. Mark is sharing with us about a 48 unit that he got 150% profit out of. Uh, which was a great deal. Mark, um, when you went to look for your second property, were you still in the first property or had you sold the first and ready to move on to the second? How did you how did you blend that next deal in there? Yeah, so what happened on the second property, um, I still owned uh, Wilshire Place, the first property, and uh, the brokers uh, 
who were involved in the first deal brought me one that was in walking distance, a 44 unit, uh, right down the street. So it was a, uh, a great way to consolidate uh, those expenses and kind of have 100 units uh, all within walking distance of each other. So it made a lot of sense. Uh, I could share my uh, property management and, uh, you know, gain those uh, economies of scale. That's great. So was it the same era type property since it's in the same neighborhood, same size? I assume it's about the same era, age? Yeah, the- yeah, this property, uh, the first one was in the 80s. This one was actually the late 70s, but, um, you know, pretty similar. And uh, the property itself was uh, mostly renovated, about 90%. Uh, so it was a, a fairly easy uh, transition. I finished the renovations on the interiors and uh, did some exterior uh, work as well, uh, new signage, uh, some new paint, and really just gave it that curb appeal. And then uh, also helped uh, with the expenses by uh, filling in. It had two pools, uh, filled in the one pool to create more of a barbecue picnic area for all the residents. And uh, that worked out really well. Two pools on only 44 units. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, quite the water usage. It was actually uh, kind of uh, two buildings next to each other that were similar with a pool in the middle. And uh, since it was all one property... We really only needed the one pool. What was the second pool for? I just got to know. It's one of those when E.F. Hutton speaks. It was. It's just uh, the way the the layout was. You had uh, 22 units that were in a U-shaped, and it actually overlooked a a schoolyard, which was, uh, you know, so you had a nice view. But in that courtyard, you know, each one had its own pool. So it it just, we didn't need to have that. And plus those pools were... (laughs) getting uh, pretty old and had constant leaks. So made a lot of sense to uh, fill in the one. And I think the residents were happy with uh, having a nice barbecue area. And uh, also they could uh, play cornhole as well and, you know, have more of a engaged atmosphere. No, I get the move. I just trying to figure out who was dumb enough to build two pools into 44 units. That's all, which was not you. <laughs> so um, as you move into this thing, uh, next question is what happened to it when you sold the, uh, 48 unit next to it or around the corner from it or wherever it was. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was selling um, both the properties at the same time to the uh, same buyer. So that property I owned for about 20 months and had a hundred percent return. So I was able to double everyone's money who invested. I had a lot of the investors from the first deal and some new ones as well. Wow. Two home runs in a row. That's that puts you right up there on the, uh, I want to be in your deals list. So what did you do next? So after that, I uh, started looking for my third property, and uh, another broker brought one to me that was um, – it was actually the Lifestyles Brokers that was up in North Phoenix, so good growth area. Uh, this was more of a Class B-, minus, um, most still 80s product, but a, a nice neighborhood along the mountains there. And uh, this property – I was actually uh, bidding on and then uh, right before COVID hit and I was uh, in third place um, when and didn't get the deal initially. And then when COVID hit, the uh, first two uh, buyers fell out of contract and then I ended up swooping it up and uh, getting it for another half million dollars lower. So it worked out very well. Um, And we ended up closing that one in uh, August of 2020. That was a a 92 unit. Wow, that's. That's being the right place at the right time, huh? 
Yeah, it really was a little nerve-wracking as we all look back three years ago uh, on what was happening around us, but uh, it was really having the confidence from, you know, your recommendation and all the mentors and that support group around me uh, gave me the, the confidence to go get this deal done in the middle of COVID, uh, you know, doing due diligence with masks on and uh, it all worked out. And uh, I was, you know, very happy to have that group. If I was a lone wolf on this, I probably wouldn't have uh, pulled the trigger on the deal. Sure. I mean, who who would want to get in a new business right when everybody else's business is going out of business? It's an obvious fear mode situation that most normal people would be in fear mode at that point. So to be able to, to do that allowed you to pick this thing up even cheaper than what, you know, you had wanted to buy it before. So that's proper preparation prevents poor performance or as some people like to say, what is luck? Luck is proper preparation meeting opportunity. So you were there. Right place, right time, made it happen. How did we do on this one, on this 92 unit? Yeah, this one was fantastic. Um, we ended up, uh, a lot of the, the rents were in the uh, the low thousands, and I initially was targeting to hit about uh, 1280, and uh, we ended up over 1500 by the time we sold it. So I sold that for, I uh, bought it for 12.5 million, sold it for 22.3 million, and uh, had that one smokes. just over. Yeah, just over two years, and uh, we were, had 161% return for uh, all the investors. Now, that's a, that's really unbelievable. So you had over 100% value increase, and with leverage, that only came out to be 162% return? Well, we had a pretty big CapEx budget on it, so we were doing a lot of uh, renovations. We added washers and dryers and all the units and uh, renovated the interior. So we did have some pretty decent uh, capex spend in the uh, in the deal gotcha so we're looking now at three deals that are done all of which have had over a hundred percent return uh, you've got to be uh, walking pretty big out there in Phoenix at this point what did you do next yeah so after that I looked I liked the North Phoenix uh, neighborhood so I went uh, for my fourth deal. And I closed that uh, in September of 21. That was a, a 90 unit uh, Class C plus uh, right off the uh, the 51 highway. So great highway access, uh, great asset. This property uh, looked like a disaster from the outside. The buildings were all different, ugly colors, and it was looked like a, a junkyard. There was broken down cars in the parking lot and uh, motorcycle parts all over. Um, which is a perfect property to uh, go buy and invest in and uh, work on increasing the value. That's great. So let me see now. That was in 92, you say? I'm sorry, 2022? Yeah, I, I closed on this property, uh, 25 Greenway, in September of 21. And, uh, yeah, so we closed that and uh, got to work right away on all of the uh, the capital expenditures and improving the property and uh, jumped in and got new paint on there right away. And uh, just that alone changed the, the whole look of the, of the complex. And uh, since then, we've done uh, new landscaping, uh, new parking lots, uh, you know, rebranded the and created a new monument sign for it, um, added a, a unit, took the uh, office out and uh, added a two bedroom 
and created a new office and uh, also filled in a pool. There were two pools in that complex as well and turned that into a, uh, a barbecue area as well. And uh, so the, the property's been completely transformed and is at 100% occupancy right now. And now we want to talk about your fifth deal. What did you do on your fifth deal? Sure. On my uh, fifth deal, I realized that the, the submarket that uh, my property was in is uh, very uh, low on inventory and uh, decided I would look in that area. And the same broker who brought me the uh, the 25 Greenway apartments uh, brought me a portfolio of 165 units, all within a mile radius of that property. And so I looked at that uh a portfolio, liked what I saw, good value add opportunity, and that was uh, 165 uh, total units uh, under three properties that I ended up purchasing in uh, March of uh, 2022. Now, let me ask you this question, Mark. Um, are most of the properties small properties? I mean, this is now you've done four. This is uh, three more. That's seven properties are all under 100 units, is that the predominant type of housing in Phoenix, or is it just that's what you've specialized in? Well, for for me, that was uh, what I ended up specializing in. Uh, every time uh, during it was a very chaotic, competitive uh, market in uh, you know 2021, 2022, and I was in best and final for several. Uh, properties that were over 100 units, and uh, they just, I felt like the uh, the winner of those properties overpaid. So I was able to find, you know, these uh, portfolios that made more sense on paper as far as the pro forma where I could get a better return. Uh, so that's why I, I kind of stuck in that pattern. I want to make a point on that, Mark. That's why I asked the question. And the point is, I have found it happened to myself. I've seen it happen to many, many other people here that once you get into a size of an apartment complex or you get hooked on single family or you get hooked on duplex or fourplexes or whatever, you have a intimate understanding of what it takes to run that type of property and you're successful with it. I don't know why, but brokers seem to gravitate to you. I mean, when I was running certain types of properties, the brokers go, yeah, that sounds like something Del Walmsley buy right away, and they just bring it to me. Uh, do you find that to be true, that you've now been pigeonholed and they bring you the same kind of stuff because you're like the, the master blaster in that area? Yeah, absolutely. Every time there's anything available within you know, a mile or two of that area, I'll get you know four or five calls from trying to trying to win that listing and then you know making me aware of it to you know get me to the table on it gotcha all right well tell us about this portfolio yeah so this portfolio uh, there's an 80 unit and then there's a uh, a 57 and a 28 right right next to each other so i was able to put that you know two loans on the properties and uh really more of a value play uh we did exterior upgrades um did some a new roof on two of them, uh, exterior paint on two of them, um, added some exterior patios. Uh, there were some single-level casitas, uh, so that created some value as well. And then uh, the interiors were going through about 70% of them, doing uh, adding washers and dryers and uh, cabinets or cabinet fronts and then counters and then uh, you know new flooring and uh, stainless steel appliances. So it's been uh, very successful. It's been a year so far, and we're seeing uh, rent increases anywhere from 380 to 580 dollars 
Wow, that's incredible. So let me ask you this before we get kicked out of time here, and I haven't got into personal questions. Just out of curiosity, have you retired yet, or are you still working at your W-2 job? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I was going to bring that up in uh, 2020. Actually, probably after about three years of the passive investing, I was in a situation where if I got laid off or wanted to leave, I had enough passive income to cover my expenses. But since I had the time to do both, I, I did that up until 2020. And then uh, my plan was to uh, to leave there. That was right on the, the five-year mark. When I took the two-day, you said five years. And it worked out in spades. And uh, so I left my corporate job um, and actually became a, an LU mentor here for uh, on the national team. And uh, it's been a great experience. And I love helping other members, you know, get started and follow in my footsteps. And, uh, you know, that feeling of helping them is, is immeasurable. So when you, you look at this, you've got, uh, 255 units here that are pumping out the money. And people don't understand that when you do this and you get that base income, it changes the way you see the world. And you start to think, okay, now what am I going to do with the rest of my life? So you have been willing to come and give back and participate as a teacher in this business. What's the future for you? You keep buying? Yeah, so I'm kind of looking at uh, three routes, uh, continue with passive investing. Um, I'll continue to do uh, lead deals, probably not as many. And then I'm also looking at uh, an IRO deal as well. So it, it's really a lot of options now. Um, I've got the money to, to make these decisions and kind of the freedom to, to make these decisions. Uh, so that's, that's the direction I'm looking at probably in the next uh, three to five years. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, try and spend as much time with family and friends as possible and uh, do, tra- do some traveling around the world as well. How long have you been a mentor for Lifestyles? Uh, for three years now. Three years. Well, my friend, I guess you've got to the point in your life where you've had the enjoyment of helping other people, which is, I found, sometimes as satisfying, if not more satisfying, than closing one for yourself and knowing that you're helping somebody else and they look to you and go, wow, you've changed my life. Thank you very much. So we want to thank you uh, for becoming a mentor and helping those people and perpetuating what we do here. For the rest of you out there, remember this. Me, Mark, and the rest of us, we don't do this for the money. We do it for the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you later. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.